Welcome to the weekly Mission Red Bank podcast, helping the body of Christ build itself up together in love. Every year as we go through Advent and Christmas, I once again experience the wonder of Christ's coming and everything that happened surrounding his birth. The world was changed forever that night, but most of those within walking distance of the miracle slept through it. Yet there were shepherds in the fields surrounding Bethlehem who were frightened by angels announcing the birth of the Christ child. They quickly went to find him so that they might worship. About the same time, there was a tribe of magi in the area of Babylon who saw a unique star in the sky and set out to find a Jewish baby. Y'all, that's amazing. Let's pray, and then we're going to talk about the Magi. Father, many of us are so familiar with this story that sometimes I fear that we lose the wonder of it, the amazing, amazing thing that happened that night. Father, would you open our hearts and our eyes and our ears to hear? Would you help us to remember once again like we did as children when we were so excited to hear the birth of the baby Jesus. Father, we ask now that you um, speak to us, teach us what you would have us to learn by your grace and for your glory. Amen. Excuse me while I geek out a little bit here. I'm going to give you the backstory to the Magi. This part of the nativity story happened or began about 600 years before the birth of Christ. It happened in a time of captivity when the southern kingdom was held captive in Babylon. Living there was a tribe of Zoroastrian priests who had become the most elite, literate people in the Middle Eastern world. They were very religious and influential men, and the New Testament called them magi. They practiced a mixture of astronomy and astrology. They studied the skies, looking for signs in the heavens. Daniel, the Jewish prophet, was among the the Jews that were held in captivity there. He became well-known for interpreting King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams and the handwriting on the wall. He was thrown into a den of lions to be killed, but miraculously survived. After spending a number of years in Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar came to respect Daniel and made him prime minister and uh, chief of the Magi. You can find this narrative beginning in Daniel chapter 3 and also in Jeremiah 39 if you want to check it out. As a believer in Yahweh, Daniel had a great platform to tell the Magi of the one true God and one true king who was to come into the world to rule and reign in righteousness. Yahweh was truly at work even in Babylon during those days, setting the stage for the night of Christ's birth. The Magi were eagerly anticipating the coming of that king, 
for 600 years. Y'all, that's amazing. Fast forward to where we're picking up the story of the nativity. Matthew tells us that sometime after the birth of Jesus, we don't know when, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem seeking the newborn king of the Jews. They had seen his star, not just any old star, but something they had never, ever seen before. Some scholars actually believe that what they saw was the Shekinah glory of God, the same glory that had appeared in the fields with the angels as they announced the the birth of Christ to the shepherds. And it's the same glory that will come when Christ returns again. I don't know. There's, there are a lot of, um, of differing opinions on this. I just chose the one I like the best. <laughs> they knew, those magi knew that this was a sign, and it's the one that they had been waiting for. So they dropped everything and took off for Judea. Thinking that a king would likely be born in a palace, they went to Jerusalem, to Herod's palace. But they didn't find him there. Herod told them, after consulting with the the, uh, Jewish leaders, that the child was born in Bethlehem. So the Magi headed off to Bethlehem. It was about 10 miles away. And there they found a house over which the star was shining. Their response, as they found him, was to fall on their knees and worship. Do you see the significance of that? Here were pagans, priests of a false religion, who in the presence of Christ worshipped him. Here in the nativity story, we find the first Gentiles worshipping the Lord Christ. Christ had come into the world to save the world and renew the world, and now the world had come to him. Y'all, that's amazing. I do find it amazing that pagans had been waiting for him for hundreds of years and knew that Jesus should be worshipped. Contrast their response to that of Herod. Herod pretended that he wanted to worship Christ too. But in actuality, if you read a little further in the the scripture that we read this morning, you find that Herod's real intent was to kill him. Herod wasn't about to let another king rise up to take the place that the Romans had given to him. He was so intent on protecting his own kingdom that he sent his soldiers to slaughter every child under the age of two. His response to learning about Jesus was murder. Now we've seen two groups of people, the shepherds and the wise men, worship Christ and Herod attempt to murder him. Two different hearts, two different responses. There was another response to Christ's birth, that of the Jewish religious leaders. They knew that a Messiah had been promised and would be born in Bethlehem, but they were expecting a man of power who would release them from the terrible Roman oppression under which they were living. wonder if it ever occurred to him that any man would have to be born as baby. I don't know. 
But Jesus was not who they were expecting him to be, and they missed him. To give them some grace, they were doing exactly what they thought was the right thing in teaching the law and living and keeping the laws. Contrast them with the wise men. The Magi thought Jesus as a coming king would be born in a palace. When they didn't find him there, they kept on looking until they did find him. And when they did, they fell on their knees and worshiped. The religious leaders did not see in Jesus the person they were expecting. They kept right on living and right on doing their old ways, didn't worship, even though they knew all of the prophecies and all of the promises. They totally missed the Messiah for whom they had been waiting since the days of Abraham. Y'all, that's amazing. So what does all of this mean for us? We're the church. We're the people to whom God has given the ministry of helping build his kingdom. We can have similar responses to the three groups of people we have just discussed. If you're a believer, you had an initial encounter with the Messiah in which you chose to worship rather than to reject. That's wonderful. The correct response when you are encountered by Jesus is to worship him. So worship him, follow him, and build his kingdom. Perhaps you have been confronted by Christ, but you haven't found him to be who you think he should be. You just can't believe in what you think is too strange to comprehend. That's okay. Keep looking for him. Keep hanging with people who can answer the questions you're pondering. It's a good thing to have questions and to seek honest answers. And it's our joy as the staff of Mission Red Bank to help you find the answers to your questions and to find Jesus Christ. Maybe you're looking for him but haven't found him because you're looking in the wrong place. You won't find him in our society or today's culture. You can't climb the corporate ladder and find Jesus at the top. You may see evidence of him in creation, but you won't know him as a covenant brother by staying with just what is revealed in creation. Where then is Jesus to be found? You'll find him in the hearts and lives of those who love God and are following his call to love others. You'll find him in the scriptures. You'll find him in worship and singing his praises. You will find him as you receive his grace and become part of a community of believers who walk together and help each other to know him and worship him. You'll find him at the table that he has prepared for all of those who know him and believe in him. You know, every Sunday morning we pray before the the beginning of this service that you will find Jesus in this very room. So Mission Red Bank, let's embrace each other and our larger community as we help each other to know and worship Jesus. Let's make it our life's ambition 
to share the wonder and love of Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God is with us. That isn't just good news. Y'all, that's amazing. Amen. You've been listening to the Mission Red Bank Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Mission Red Bank or have questions about what you've heard today, you'll find us on Facebook. Grace and peace to you, and may God's blessings surround you.